are listening to the Healing Migraines Naturally podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Leslie Caesar, and I'm helping women rediscover a migraine-free life. Today, I'm talking to Mary, who runs our awesome Facebook community about the dark secret within naturopathic medicine that nobody wants to talk about. So welcome, Mary. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm actually really, really excited to talk about this because I think it's, I mean, first of all, the title is intriguing, <laughs> but it's it's definitely something that needs to be talked about. Yeah. So I am going to discuss this and I will tell you that the leadership in my profession would probably prefer that I not talk about this, especially mm-hmm. on a platform like this. But um, it's too important for me not to talk about. Too many people are getting harmed. And mm-hmm. so I, I feel that I have to start speaking about this. And so this is a topic that I'm going to start talking about more and more and, and kind of bring this in. I love that. And I think, you know, there needs to be a lot of transparency and honesty involved. And so this will be good. Yeah, couldn't agree with you more. So I'm just going to put something out here that is probably going to be a shock to most people hearing this. Mm -hmm. And that is that anyone can call themselves a naturopathic doctor. People do not have to be trained in a naturopathic medical school to call themselves a naturopathic doctor. Anybody can open up a business in the United States and call themselves a naturopathic doctor. So like literally I could do that? Correct. I have a bachelor's degree in psychology. I feel like that would be a pretty big jump. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you could have a bachelor's degree in interpretive dance and and open up a business and call yourself a naturopathic doctor, right? Oh my gosh. So this is a really, really critical point for people to realize because when I go out in Facebook groups, not only my Facebook group, but other migraine Facebook groups, a lot of people are talking about naturopathic medicine. They're talking about naturopaths, naturopathic doctors. A Mm. lot of people will say, well, have you gone to a naturopath? Have you, have you gone to a naturopathic doctor? Have you checked out naturopathy? naturopathic medicine. It's definitely something that people are aware of. Whereas 30 years ago, nobody knew how to pronounce it, let alone ever heard of it. (laughs) That's true. I still struggle with it. (laughs) (laughs) It's heartwarming to know that people are becoming more and more aware of naturopathy and naturopathic medicine. But unfortunately, because anyone can call themselves a naturopath or a naturopathic doctor, uh, many people who have, quote unquote, gone to see a naturopath have not gone to a fully trained and qualified healthcare professional. Yeah, that's very scary, especially when you start talking about some of the supplements and things that I see in the group. And, you know, who knows what kind of damage those things can do to bodies. Exactly, exactly. And particularly, those of us in a chronic migraine state, we are so hypersensitive to everything that if you go to somebody who doesn't know what they're doing, it's a very, very high likelihood that you're going to feel worse, significantly worse. Right. You know, with my clients, I work very hard that they don't feel worse before they feel better. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I work hard at that. It's no joke when you're dealing with chronic migraine sufferers because they can feel worse real easy. They feel worse right. if they smell something, right? Right. So is there just no regulatory body for this? Or is it because, I mean, you can call yourself an intuitive healer and and somebody will be like, oh, yeah, I want that. Like, <laughs> like what is the problem behind not having truly qualified naturopath doctors? There's several aspects to this. And one goes back to within the history of naturopathic medicine, the founding of naturopathic medicine. And it also ties in to how the practice of medicine is regulated. Why don't we start with how the practice of medicine is regulated? So the practice of medicine is regulated at the state level. So medical doctors are licensed by the state that they practice in. There is no federal medical licensing. Now, medical doctors, once they have a license, say in Illinois, where I live, most states are going to have a reciprocal relationship and grant easily grant a license in another state if a, if a doctor already has a license in that state. Okay. So if we're talking a medical doctor, if we're talking uh, osteopathic doctor or a DO, that stands for doctor of osteopathy, they are going to be licensed at the state level. They will likely have a reciprocal relationship across states. Chiropractors. Chiropractors are licensed medical professionals. And every state in the U.S. licenses chiropractors. Mm -hmm. So you cannot have someone posing as a medical doctor because every state in the union regulates the practice of conventional medicine and requires that anyone who says I'm practicing medicine or I am a medical doctor, you are required to have that medical license from that state. Right. Uh, Same with chiropractors. They are licensed in all 50 states. So if I don't have a chiropractic license in the state of Illinois, I cannot call myself a chiropractor. Hmm. The practice of chiropractic is regulated by every state. Okay. I believe that every state in the U.S. regulates acupuncturists. Don't know that for certain. Let me know if that's not the case. Anybody listening? But I believe every state requires that you be a licensed acupuncturist. I can't just call myself an acupuncturist and stick needles in people if I don't have that acupuncture license. Okay. Okay. So those are sort of the, the if we're talking in the alternative medicine or natural medicine space, the sort of the most common practitioners are going to be your chiropractors and your acupuncturists. Mm-hmm. And they are licensed. Now, when you get into naturopathic doctors, mm-hmm. only about half the states in the country recognize our training and regulate the practice of naturopathic medicine. Interesting. So in Illinois, where I live now, Illinois does not license naturopathic doctors. Hmm. So anyone in the state of Illinois can call themselves a naturopathic doctor, call themselves a naturopath, 
call themselves a, a traditional naturopath. They can call themselves a naturopathic medical doctor, even. If you put naturopath or naturopathy in front of something, you mm-hmm. can do whatever you want in the, in the state of Illinois. That's scary. Oh it's really scary. And so that's the case in half the states. Hmm. So in states like Arizona, where I uh, went to naturopathic medical school and where I continue to hold a license... Arizona regulates the practice of naturopathic medicine. You have to have a license to practice naturopathic medicine in the state of Arizona to call yourself a naturopath, a naturopathic doctor, a naturopathic medical doctor. Those titles are only available to the people who hold that license. Wow. Okay. So just so we have background on that, like what is required to get a license there? So in order for me to get my license, I had to, so first of all, uh, if, if people are familiar with my story, as part of my recovery from my chronic migraines, I realized that it was my calling in life to become a healthcare provider. And I researched all the different options to me and I chose naturopathic medicine because naturopathic medicine includes all of the therapies that are required to restore our health. Mm-hmm. And this is a topic for another podcast, but not all alternative medicine practices include all of the therapies that are required to restore health. They're not complete systems of medicine. Mm-hmm. And naturopathic medicine is a complete system of medicine that can restore the sick to health. And so that's why I went with naturopathic medicine. Mm-hmm. So I already had a successful career. I did not have a bachelor's degree in sciences. I didn't have a, I had a master's degree, but it was not in the sciences either. So I had to go back to school for two and a half years and take all of the pre-medical coursework that's required to go to medical school. So that was two and a half years working full time and doing that on nights and weekends. Oh, wow. Just to apply to naturopathic medical school because the requirements, the coursework requirements to go to naturopathic medical school are the same to get into medical school, (laughs) regular medical school, conventional medical school. Okay. So uh, I completed that process, applied. I had to go through rigorous interview process, exactly what you would expect to go through to enter a doctorate of of medicine program, I had to do that. Okay. Okay. And so then I went to Southwest College of Naturopathic Medicine in Tempe, Arizona, the top school in the country. And I went through four years of fully accredited medical school education. So like MD or medication. Exactly. (laughs) But because at the end of that, so It's accredited by the U.S. Department of Education. It's accredited by the regional accrediting body that covers that part of the country. It's accredited by the Council of Naturopathic Medical Education. Mm -hmm. And when you complete a program that has all of those accreditations, you are entitled to sit for a licensing exam. So I had to go through two board exams and a clinical exit exam, just like the medical doctors have to go through. 
Okay. Okay. They're not going to give you a license to practice naturopathic medicine or conventional medicine in the state of Arizona, unless you're fully qualified to do so. Mm -hmm. So I went through four years of medical school, doctoral level education, including cadaver dissection, anatomy, physiology, pathology, embryology, microbiology, pharmacology. So in naturopathic medical school, we learn all of the medical sciences that are taught in medical school, the textbooks, the curriculum, is identical to conventional medical school. In addition to that, we learn all of the natural therapeutics and how they interact with pharmaceuticals and hours and hours of uh, modalities or therapies like nutrition, which is covered for about six hours in medical school. (laughs) I had six full quarters. Okay. Then we have two years of clinical training. So by the time I graduated, I had seen over 800 patients. Wow. Yeah. As part of my clinical training, I could not move past year two into year three and four until I passed the first board exam that it had, that happens between years two and three, which is the equivalent of the step one board exams that medical doctors go through. I could not graduate until I completed the clinical exit examination, which is equivalent to the step three board exams that medical doctors go through. And then once I graduated, I was eligible to sit for the full board exam, which is the equivalent of the step two exams in the, in the conventional medical community. Once I passed all of that, then I could apply for my Arizona license, which required me to go through a full background check. So I'm getting the impression that this is not just an easy process that you <laughs> you're saying is that it is rigorous and you have to qualify to do so. Correct. There are benchmarks and checkpoints all along the way to make sure, you know, that the school is producing someone who is competent, Mm -hmm. qualified, and mentally capable to hold a medical license. Okay. So quick, quick question. This, I, maybe I'm getting ahead of you, but like, where it's so hard to know for sure if someone is licensed. Like, is there, I know you can go to like a state um, licensing page and Google someone on there or research them. Absolutely. It's a national issue and it's hit and miss which states are licensing people. Like how do you double check Mm -hmm. if the practitioner you're working with is actually licensed? So I have had many clients tell me, hey, you know what? Before I reached out to you, I actually looked up your Arizona license. <laughs> and people are welcome to do that. Right. So in the state of Arizona, there is the state board that mm-hmm. is responsible for naturopathic doctors. And you will find me, you will find that I have a license in good standing in the state of Arizona. We can link to that website in the show notes. Okay. okay. And so in any state you can check the license of the chiropractor you're thinking about, the acupuncturist you're thinking about, the medical doctor, right? Right. So that that is absolutely something that is maintained in the public record so that, yes, people can ensure, hey, this person says they're a chiropractor, this person says they're a medical doctor, are they actually? And that's the right. point of having licensing boards for these medical professions is so that the public is protected and can ensure that the person is who they say they are. Right. Okay. 
So every year I have to renew that license. And in order to renew my license, I have to undergo uh, at minimum 30 hours of continuing education, including 10 hours of pharmacology continuing education. Hmm. So I can prescribe drugs. I have a license. I can prescribe drugs. So I can prescribe triptans. I can prescribe all of these migraine medications. I don't because I work on getting people off the meds, (laughs) (laughs) but I can order lab work. I can order imaging. I could order an MRI. I can order an ultrasound. Um, I can order any kind of blood work. I can write uh, prescriptions, right? So in the state of Arizona, I'm a full member of the medical community and I have all the rights and the privileges and the obligations that go with that. Right. Well, it's kind of sad too when you, like when I'm in the Facebook group and I mention you to people, because a lot of times it's funny because people are in groups and they don't even know who runs the groups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll mention you and people will say, well, I've already been to a naturopathic doctor. And that's got to make you wonder if that's actually the case. Correct. Because what Um, So you have in the United States, you have four accredited naturopathic medical schools. Mm -hmm. You have one in Washington state, one in Oregon, you have one in Arizona, and you will have one here in Illinois. Okay. Unfortunately, there are hundreds of online schools that are like diploma mills. Mm. And so you can you can do a little six week course, and they'll give you a doctorate of naturopathic medicine. Oh my goodness! It's not accredited by the Department of Education. It's not accredited by any regional accreditation body. They are not eligible to become a licensed naturopathic doctor. But in half the country, you can call yourself a naturopath. Naturopathic doctor, naturopathic medical doctor, traditional naturopath. You can call yourself anything with naturopathy in it. That's scary. <laughs> it's really scary. It's really scary. So when you look at um, the level of training that, you know, just just the level of commitment that I had to take uh, organic chemistry and, and all sorts of science courses for two and a half years at, at night and on nights and weekends. <laughs> That's how committed I was, right? Let alone, you know, uh, the over $200,000 of medical school debt that I have. I mean, I have the, (laughs) I have the, the medical school loan debt to prove it. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) I can uh, attach that to the show notes as well. No, exactly. (laughs) So, you know, you combine that with somebody paying, you know, a thousand dollars for a six week online course and then calling themselves a naturopathic doctor. And then Mm -hmm. you, you stumble across them and think this is naturopathic medicine. Right. right. Well, and one thing that I love about you, Leslie, is that you are very holistic and we've talked about how your approach to treatment and it's, you know, so like emotional and social and nutrition and, you know, the supplements and like, it's a whole thing where I can't imagine a six week certificate would give enough background knowledge to do the whole picture. Correct. As well as you're not getting any sort of clinical training or mentoring. Mm -hmm. You're reading some books. You're you're reading something on a screen, right? I mean, let me, let me tell you, it's, 
you know, you can read a physiology textbook and then actually work with a real person. (laughs) I mean, uh, you have to be trained for that. That doesn't just happen because you read a physiology book or you read a book by Deepak Chopra. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Love the man, but you're right. (laughs) It's, It's kind of that way with any field you go into, like, right. Book learning and, and practical, like on hands-on are just not the same. You two different need, things. Totally. Both. Need yeah. both. So let me give you a couple of things to look for. Okay. Mm-hmm. So first of all, if you go on my website, I proudly state where I graduated from. Mm-hmm. You will notice when you go on someone who is, you know, not trained they suddenly, you know, suddenly you can never tell where they went to school. Mm, true. Never mentioned. Background information. <laughs> yeah. You know, it just says, you know, oh, I'm a naturopathic doctor and I have a doctorate in naturopathy, but there's no school mentioned. That's a red flag. Right. Right. Well, and I'm just telling you, like, as a marketing expert, yeah, we are very good at making people look really good on, <laughs> in copy, in their, in their, information online Mm -hmm. and pointing to their positive benefits. And I personally wouldn't want to work with someone like that, but I can tell you that there's marketers out there that would, I guess, skim over the fact that there isn't qualifications. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. that's scary as well. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. If people don't mention their training, where they were trained, also, I hold a license. I don't live in Arizona anymore. Illinois does not recognize my training, does not li- will not license me to practice naturopathic medicine il- in Illinois, but I have maintained my license. Mm-hmm. Uh, a diploma mill person is not eligible to have a license. I, and so I have maintained my license. Mm-hmm. So do they mention if they're licensed or not? Right. Okay. Can you find their license? Right. Um, these diploma mill organizations, they have erected a sort of a false accrediting bodies and false, they will say they're board certified. Well, it's a, it's a test that the school wrote. Okay. Like who, who are they certified to? Like exactly, exactly accountable, right? Exactly, exactly. So that's that's a red flag. So a lot of times they will say, "Oh well, I'm a I'm accredited by whatever the Love and Light Institute," you know this this type of thing, right? It it doesn't sound. It kind of sounds a little off, okay? right? Um, many times other licensed healthcare providers will tack on ND after their name because naturopathy and naturopathic medicine is well known. And so you might have a chiropractor that also calls himself a naturopath or an ND. You might have a doctor put that after their, a medical doctor put ND after their title or a a nurse practitioner put that after their title. They're kind of latching on to the reputation of naturopathic medicine, because, you know, most people are fed up with the drug prescribing and, and things like that. So they're looking for something natural. So the provider will kind of use naturopathic medicine as like a little marketing ploy. Oh, well, if I add ND after my nurse practitioner name, that makes it look like I'm natural 
natural provider. Right. Anybody right. could do that, whether they've even gotten a diploma mill course or not. <laughs> well, if you just start a self-studier and go get a few books at the library or on Audible, I guess you can. Yeah, you're good to go. <laughs> yeah. Stick the in, the nature path at the end of your name. <laughs> Correct. Correct. So, you know, be on guard for that. The other thing is they will use certain buzzwords. So if you see the word traditional nature path, hmm. that is someone who is a diploma mill. I hate to say graduate even, but diploma mill <laughs> product. <laughs> I'm not here to make fun of anyone, but that cracked me up a little. <laughs> well, you know, you know? Uh, I, I'm not trying to be derogatory either, yeah. but it's harming people. And so this is why I'm, you know, kind of have this, you know, intensity towards what I'm saying, because I, I, uh, I have to speak into this. My, uh, mm -hmm. the national organization doesn't want to address this, doesn't want to talk about it. And I'm tired of it. We're, we're going to talk about it. Like in the Facebook group, you know, everyone's just trying to help each other and stuff, but they'll say things like, oh, you got to be careful not to take blah, 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 because it will damage your kidneys. And it's that kind of thing where people are like presuming an expertise that can be really scary. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, very yeah. scary. So if you see, you know, traditional nature path, doctorate of natural medicine, okay, that is not the doctorate that I have. Okay. Um, so you want to kind of look at the credentials. Does this, does it contain some of these buzzwords? What is this sounding like? Mm -hmm. I will also tell you that the number of naturopathic doctors that have completed these fully accredited and rigorous medical education in the United States is only four to 6,000 of us. Wow. Wow. So like here in the state of Illinois, where I live now, the number of diploma mill naturopaths is three to four times the number, at least could be up to 10 times. We don't have an official number, but mm -hmm. there are less than two or 300 naturopathic doctors in the state of Illinois. And there are, like I say, we, we can't really count the numbers, but if you're looking at diploma mill folks could easily be a thousand, if not more in the state of Illinois. Wow. So the, the number, the sheer number of these diploma mill graduates and people presenting themselves as, you know, oh, I have a doctorate in natural medicine or doctorate of naturopathy or these types of things, they greatly, greatly outnumber the medically trained and licensed naturopathic doctors. Right. The other red flag is they will tend to focus on everything is due to one thing. So when I started naturopathic medical school about 15 years ago now, at that time, this community, this diploma mill community, everything, every health condition was due to liver flukes, which is a parasite. Everything. Everything was caused by liver flukes. Hmm. And so now we're going to do this to kill the liver flukes in your blood. That was like the big thing 15 years ago within this community. So what I have seen over the years is they tend to latch on to these kind of like fads, like, oh, it's, you know, it's something external to you. And we've talked about this in other podcasts where we have this big 
cultural conception that we're sick because of something external to us or the cure is something external to us. Mm -hmm. That's not the case, right? We are the healer. Right. We are self-healing, right? The, the, the quote unquote cure lives within us. But in this community, they will tend to look like, you know, it's an outside parasite. It's this outside thing. And all you have to do is get rid of that outside thing. Right. And I'm, I think you mentioned before too, like pay attention to gut health people, like not saying that, you know, gut health isn't important, but it's not the only thing and it's not going to be a cure all for every single person. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, Oh, uh, you know, leaky gut, everything is caused by leaky gut. It's like, okay. Uh, yeah, people can have leaky gut, but that's one piece of the puzzle, right? But they mm. will kind of focus, like you say, oh, every, every once you get your leaky gut cured, everything will be fine, right? It's mm-hmm. like really focusing on just kind of one thing. Right. That's a red flag too. Interesting. Is there any more? Or did we cover all of the red flags? Yeah, those those are the top things. So we will do some links in the show notes to give some people some more information. Mm-hmm. on what to look for, the um, accreditation process, et cetera, the curriculum. I can link to a curricula, cu- curriculum comparison mm-hmm. of naturopathic medical schools to conventional medical schools. And I think people will be pleasantly surprised just how much we are medically trained. I mean, uh, yeah. again, I am a licensed naturopathic physician in the state of Arizona, and I have all of the rights and responsibilities that any physician in the state of Arizona has. So, and the only way I can have that is because I have gone through the training required. Right. Can Um, I just add really quick too, like one of my favorite things about our Facebook group is every once in a while in a big, huge, long thread of conversation where people are talking about what they're doing and not doing and what's working and not working, you'll have one of Wesley's clients pop in and just say, talk to Dr. Leslie, she can help you. Or I think I uh, sent you a screenshot of it the other day where one of the ladies said that you're just such a compassionate and kind and understanding person. And so like even above and beyond accreditation, like that's the kind of person these people need to be working with. And I'm not just saying that because we're, you know, here advertising for Leslie. I I don't rave about people that I don't believe in. You know what I mean? But it's really heartwarming to see the feedback that you get as a person as well as a doctor. Well, I appreciate that. That's very sweet of you to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie did not pay me extra for that comment. No, uh-uh. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's just really cool to see. And I challenge anyone that is, you know, even remotely interested, join our group and we can point you in the direction of a lot of testimonials if you want to hear the stories. Well, thank you for that, Mary. I mean, I, I didn't jump on today, you know, like you say, to promote that, but Absolutely. If you have been to a quote unquote nature path, quote unquote naturopathic doctor and haven't seen results, let's make sure that you were actually going to somebody who was qualified. Right. Right. And not only qualified from a baseline standpoint, but somebody that actually understands migraines. Mm-hmm. So very good. Very good. Thank you so much, Mary for jumping on today. I'm glad we could get this message out to people. Hopefully this uh, really points people in the right direction and gives people 
some aha moments and something to think about. Right. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much for listening. And before you go, be sure to like this episode and subscribe to this podcast. And do you have somebody in your life who would benefit from what we talked about today? If so, please share this with them. Share on your social media. If you are in any migraine groups, please feel free to share this information to people too. And if you want to stay connected, join our free Facebook group with over 11,000. We're coming up to 12,000 women who are rediscovering a migraine-free life. Go to Healing Migraines Naturally with Leslie Caesar ND on Facebook or go to HealingMigrainesNaturally.com and we'll redirect you over there. So thank you so much, Mary. We will talk soon. Awesome. Good to see you or talk to you. Bye-bye.